This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. I consider Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory to be my arch nemesis. Even though I say this, I know we have one thing in common. That is, we both have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. For Grandpa Joe, that's because he is a bad person. For me, it's because I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla, today's sponsor. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Like I said, I personally sleep on a Novilla mattress, and it has done wonders for me. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Become just like Grandpa Joe on a Novilla mattress today. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. What is going on? And hello, my fellow Schwoke Lords. What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of The Lords, trademark favorite podcast, Cancel Sweezy. If you didn't already know from the title, my name is Sweezy, or more of you know me as the Foreplay King, or some of you even know me know me as. Um. Yeah, you heard that right. What? Yeah, you heard that right. It's. Um, my name is Sweezy, the Foreplay King. Welcome to the show today. Literally another week of the best episode we've ever made, ever possible. What? I know you're wondering what. Um, yeah, no, it's the best show that has ever been made. Uh, uh, this show, um, for those of you new here, it's the weekly progression, progress, progression, progression of my weight gain and weight loss. Every week, you can see me balloon up. Or balloon down. I've recently learned that you have to, if you drink a lot of water in the morning, your face doesn't look all puffy. So I really try to remember that on show days. As my, I think my headphones were like slightly tangled. Kind of, I don't know what's going on here. It's gonna get a little twisty here. Um, but no, welcome to the show today. Uh, it's literally our best episode ever. Uh, for the video watchers out there watching the show, I'm coming to you live from your Windows XP computer. Uh, for those who are not, um, who are listening audio-wise, I want you to know that I'm coming to you live from your Windows XP computer. Uh, I like that. So, yeah, welcome to the show today. Literally our best episode ever. Um, have we even recorded the rest of the episode yet? No. But I will, at some point, uh, today, uh, as we record this and then later on this week... We're doing our new days Thursday. We're going to see if that day works out. Maybe either Thursdays. I realize I'm either going to do Thursdays or Wednesdays. I'm not sure which day doing it. Uh, Fridays, it feels like no one listens to the show when you release on Friday. And then Mondays means I have to work over the weekend. And I want to make sure that I don't have to work as much over the weekend. So 
Um, that means Wednesday or Thursday. We're going to figure it out. Uh, in my mind, I guess I'm doing, like, I want to release a show on a day that no other podcasts I like release new episodes, which, you know, is a great idea, mainly because, uh, uh, people who listen to this podcast listen to all the other podcasts I like to listen to, and no podcasts I really like come out on Thursdays. So, therefore, Thursdays are the best days uh, for me to do uh, Cancel Shoozy for the most time. So we're going to try out Thursdays. Hopefully that doesn't annoy most of you. We're still keeping it weekly, so uh, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So, um, yeah, don't be don't be stingy, Mark. Uh, but anyways, no, everything's staying the same. Like my music that you need to be streaming 24-7 out on uh, Spotify, Apple Title, Deezer, wherever you stream your music at these days. Hopefully getting more out to you as the year goes on. And uh, it's also a great place. Like, I know a lot of people, if you're audio only, most of you listen to podcasts on Spotify. So um, you just have to click from here. You don't even have to leave the app. You just have to go from one to the other on the same app. And other people listen to you on whatever um, they do. But, uh... Yeah, so that's that's a good thing. Um, you should also go check me out on social media. That's when I update everything about my life. Instagram's a big one that I use the most. I mean, I just throw in stupid thoughts on Twitter. I update on Facebook. Uh, TikTok is the one. I do post show clips on there, but I'm trying to post other nonsense, too, of me singing Seal and reacting to videos and uh, just a ton of nonsense. So... That's a, that's a great subject matter you can always check out as well. Um, so, yeah, go follow me there. It's at the Shweezy everywhere you get your social media. It's like trying to tell people, listen to my podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, I'm on. Anywhere you get your social media, I'll be there. What? I really like that sound drop. That's going to be a joke no one gets um, but me. But it's just not funny. What? <laughs> it's also a good one for when I'm like surprised or whatever, uh, trying to figure out things. Um, but yeah, so you can go do that. Uh, if you want to financially support me, daddy, you can always go to our Patreon page. Uh, it's a great way to say, uh, thank you for being a friend. Travel down this road back again. We lost our queen, Betty White, but the one thing you don't have to lose is, uh, financially supporting me, uh, on, uh, for this show and everything else I do. Uh, you can also uh, do a lot of free shit, like uh, if you uh, are on the YouTubes, like you're maybe watching a highlight or something like that, and press that like button, smash the subscribe button. You can press the like button, but you got to smash the subscribe button. I've been told that's how you do YouTubes, is that you do that. Um, great way. I do post a lot of the highlights if you have friends. I'm just making a guess. You may have friends. You uh, you can always share one of the highlights with them to let them know when, uh, you know, even when I release new episodes or if I say g- release a segment that's very, very cool and very, uh, very smart. Uh, FYI, if it's a very smart thing to say, you can go ahead and share that with your friends and be like, yeah, you know, I think you'd like this. This is a podcast I listen to. Here's just like a highlight what they were talking about. I think you would enjoy this so much and that would just help me get more more people listening to the show. We're just trying to infiltrate algorithms, like I've been trying to say. We're always trying to infiltrate algorithms on this show, and I think that the best way to do that is with your help. So do that. Obviously, we have audio-only listeners. Uh, cool things you can do. 
obviously subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcast on. That way you uh, are one of the first people to know when I release new episodes. That way you can download it to your phone or computer if you need to, and you can also, um, you know, and uh, listen to it. Uh, other things you can do besides that, you can always uh, leave a review. Um, can be anything. I just love know your thoughts. You can If you hate this show, you can leave that too. I don't care. It's a great way to infiltrate algorithms. It means a lot to me. No, it means so much to me. <coughs> or however that show, uh, however that song goes. Um, and uh, maybe I should adjust my sitting situation. Um, and you can also leave a 54321 star review um, on that as well. Those are also great ways to say thank you for being a friend. So that's just a free shit you can do. Uh, to be cool in the eyes of Sweezy or Daddy or the Foreplay King or however you uh, go about these days in uh, in in your world in in your world where you are the king and queen or what what's the royalty name for a non-binary zing 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 or whatever maybe. Um, we may, some, I guess the non-bonds out there need to, uh, discuss how that works. So I'm not, I'm not going to be in that meeting, unfortunately, unless they invite me to give thoughts. And, uh, I don't know if I have a lot of good ones coming into that. So, uh, we, uh, we will see. That's one thing we will see in regards to that. So, uh, I think that's all I have to say on that. Let's get into previous week right now. Previous week right now, uh, for those of you new to the show or or need a reminder, because you recently got amnesia, but you saw this podcast and are like, oh, I think I used to like this when I had memories. Uh, Previous week right now is the real news. The real news that I filter out to you. Uh, My parents like to watch local news uh, a lot, and it's all just bummer pieces. It's like, how many... Would you like to know who, what child got murdered in our community today? That's not what we're about. We're not about child murder on this show. We're against child murder. Uh, that's a that's a positive thing I will say. Uh, I am standing up to child murder, and I am against child murder. Uh, you heard that here first. I said child murder murder is wrong, and I am against it. So um, this is the real news. Um and I bet you're wondering how we got to the title previous week right now. It is the previous week that we will be going over right now. So, uh, as Phil DeFranco would say... Let's just jump into it. Okay. Well, our first article is from the New York Post. Uh, newly engaged woman told to shut the fuck up by New York City. Uh, like anyone newly betrothed, Bailey Kenworthy wanted to shout her news from the rooftops of New York City. Her mistake was thinking New York City would give a crap. I'm engaged, New York, Texan Bailey Kenworthy, 24, shouted out an apartment window, unable to contain her joy in a TikTok posted last week. The response? Downright aggressive indifference. Shut the fuck up. A cyclist can be heard yelling below. I love it here, she joked to the camera. Let me just go ahead and play the TikTok so none of you are concerned. I 
The video captioned, The Nicest City, was amassed 2.1 million views and more than 316,800 likes. I love that my video is blowing up, Ken Worthy, who works as a patient service specialist for the University of Texas Medical Branch's COVID Urgent Care, told The Post. I enjoy when others laugh at my jokes. That translates to congrats, sis, the official Duolingo account commented, referencing the tough love of New York. Uh, that's a New Yorker's way of saying congratulations, joked another Ken, another Ken Worthy and her fiancé, Miguel, to 28, were just visiting Manhattan when they took a trip to Dumbo Pier, where he proposed. He played it off by pulling, putting out camera, putting her camera on the bench, and was like, "Let's record ourselves posing." She said, "As we're posing, he did it. He then did it." She shared a celebratory snap on Instagram with the caption, "Best day ever." Hashtag engaged AF. And yes, she's wearing a Salt Crew hat, she said, because Miguel caught her by complete surprise. While the engagement is still new, the duo already has plans for a wedding potentially in November 2023, COVID permitting. Other commenters uh, were quick to make the connection to the show Friends when Monica Geller shouts from her balcony, I'm engaged, I'm engaged. Okay, Monica, wrote someone else. This is giving Monica vibes, said another. Despite the comparisons between the iconic television shows seen in Ken Worthy's post, she said the idea was 100% original. Friends is hilarious, she said. I just love it here. It was my whole vibe the entire week we spent in New York City, no matter how non-friendly anyone acted. Um, I, I want to speak for everyone here. I'm not from New York I'm a Midwest boy. I grew up in the Midwest. Um, and uh, I want to say when this this person, she, she, she yelled out a window, just annoying everyone, just walking through their terrible lives. I'm engaged, New York, acting like a fucking tourist. And then the guy's like, shut the fuck up. Um, that's how I feel. I feel like that. I'm not from New York. That is exactly how I feel in this situation. If I hear someone like, I'm engaged, everyone, I'm like, shut the fuck up to a stranger I don't know and don't care about. We're, if you're not, if you're not a broken individual, um, no one, you need to learn, meet broken individuals, so that way you can understand that we do not give a shit about your engagement. No one, no one, you don't, it's like, you know, I like my friend's kids, but I do not give a shit about uh, like, people I don't know as kids. Someone I don't know very well, like, tries, you know, you see on Facebook all the time people posting their kids, which, like, they, I assume they have people who do care about them that they're friends with, but in my mind, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about, about this. They're taking their first steps. Oh, they're doing, it's tummy time. Like, I don't give a fuck about your child laying on their stomach. I can lay on my stomach. In fact, I sleep on my stomach. I mean, I feel like that's a fat guy way of sleeping. Uh, sleeping on your stomach, and um, they don't care. I like my friends' kids, mainly because I like my friends, and therefore I like their kids. They, it's not like a, it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both, because it's a, yeah, I would say it's a little bit of both. I like my friends, therefore, but not limiting to, I like their kids as well. And it's like, I'm pregnant, and like, who, shut the fuck up. <laughs> would say that too to someone I don't know and also don't really care about. That's also a another statement that I will say as well. So um, 
if you're engaged, don't tell yell at strangers. Uh, don't tell strangers long. And shut the fuck up wearing a salt crew hat. Shut the fuck up. She's, they're from Texas. Did they say we're in Texas? They're from uh, Texas. I gotta look for that. Uh, University of Texas Medical Branch. Um, awesome. Texas Medical Branch. Where is that located? Um, Galveston, Texas. Let me look at maps. I don't know Texas as well as I do. Kind of. I kind of know Houston's on the coast. Is this anywhere near water? That's all I want to know. Is anywhere near water? I see people wearing like the salt life, which it, clearly I thought said slut life when I first saw. I'm like, why are so many people have slut life on their cars? Um, I don't feel like that's something you should brag about um, on your car. You brag it to me in person. Um, doing that, and of course the internet's not being a little stingy. Being oh, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, is this one? Why is Google Maps not loading? Why why is my life being like this? Oh, okay. Never mind then. I don't know where Galveston, Texas is. I'm sorry <coughs> to the world out there today. So um, what have we learned from this? Shut the fuck up. That's, that's what I think the main lesson we've learned uh, from this. So, yeah. Drinking Diet Coke, everyone. Being healthy. Taking care of my health. Drinking Diet Coke. Ah, okay. From Insider, Paps Blue Ribbon apologizes for tweeting, not drinking this January? Try eating ass. <laughs> Paps Blue Ribbon apologized for a tweet on Monday that said, not drinking this January. <laughs> Try eating ass. The now deleted post was sent from the brewing company's verified account. The tweets of a similar tone, including a reply that told a user to ask your mom, were also deleted. <laughs> Nick Greeley, vice president of marketing at the Pabst Brewing Company, said in a statement to Adweek that one person was responsible for the company <laughs> was handling the matter internally. <laughs> we apologize about the language and content in our recent tweets. The tweets and the question were written in poor judgment by one of our associates. Uh, <laughs> in, in no way does the content these tweets reflect the values of Paps and our associates. We're handling the matter internally and have removed the tweets from our social platforms. The, the Paps Blue Ribbon has also posted one tweet since beer. Oh my god. <laughs> that is perfect. I just like, you know, like... You know, we, we've gotten through to, like, you know, the Wendy's Twitter page. Oh, they're trolling. It's like, what if we get a Big Mac? Like, why don't you eat garbage out of the garbage can or whatever? Um, one time they were like, um, wait a minute, where do you keep your beef if you say it's fresh, never frozen? <laughs> and then they were like, uh, the refrigerator? <laughs> have you heard of one? Um, so, yeah, you know, you have that. And so, you know, it was funny at first, and then, then they got old pretty quickly 
But uh, this is like a whole new level of this that I absolutely love. Uh, you just tweet, uh, not drinking in this January, try eating ass. <laughs> I did hear something about sober January, which I guess is an okay month to go sober. But, you know, I think sober October is a good month. You know, that, that makes a little bit more sense to me. Um, uh, and then, uh, yeah, that makes a lot more sense to me. God damn. <laughs> try eating, not drinking this January, try eating. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck are you trying to do? How is this advertising? I guess it got people talking and he, like they replied back, ask your mom. <laughs> um, it's like this new thing. Uh, the CDC has made a new update. Uh, saying that you can CDC these nuts. Oh! <laughs> ah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I don't know what they have to apologize for. I think it's funny. And uh, I wish you would keep... This is, this is the content I want in the world. I want... Um, I would love for this to continue. Perhaps Blue Ribbon. This is why you are my favorite beer. Um, people are like, well, you can drink, there's so much butter beer out there. Well, I can drink a lot of Paps Blue Ribbon and not, you know, you know, I like a craft beer, every, you know, a craft beer, but it's like, you only drink one. Like, you can drink more, but like, Paps is like, we know you want to drink more than one beer, so drink us. Um, apparently my grandpa used to like PBR too, so, um, maybe a family thing. Maybe I'm born with it, maybe I'm just a hipster. Do people still call people hipsters? Am I a hipster? I hope not. Um, anyways, though, fucking, I love PBR. PBR is my favorite. Now, PBR is my new favorite. Our next article. And, God, this is from NPR. An album made entirely of endangered bird sounds beat Taylor Swift on a top 50 chart. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, for most of December, Adele had the top-selling album in Australia, followed by Ed Sheeran. Two albums that I have previously said uh, were bad. Um, and then there was a collection of absolute bangers that took everyone by surprise. Songs of Disappearance is an entire album of calls from endangered Australian birds. Last month, it briefly perched at number three on the country's top 50 albums chart ahead of Taylor Swift. Anthony Albright uh, produced the album with his arts association, the Bowerbird Collective. He's a musician and a PhD candidate at Charles Darwin University, where his advisor is Professor Stephen Garnett. I knew it was an ambitious thing to suggest, and I don't know, Stephen's a little bit crazy like me, and he said, let's do this, Albright said. Songs of Disappearance was released with a university report that found one in six Australian bird species are now threatened. The album captures 53 of those species. Some sing what you might think of as a of as bird songs, but not all of them. Sean Dooley represents the conservation organization BirdLife Australia. Things like the Golden Bowerbird, it sounds like a death ray from some cheesy 70s sci-fi series, Dooley said, and then you get to the Christmas Island Frigate Bird, 
which the male, it has a flap of skin under its chin that it inflates like a giant red balloon. And so when it's doing these courtship sounds, it looks incredible as well as sounds bizarre. There's also the Christmas Island Imperial Pigeon. Uh, when people hear that Imperial Pigeon, they swear that it's a human making silly noises. Dooley said they're quite magnificently ridiculous. Uh, proceeds from the album sales directly benefit Burr Live Australia, and Dooley says the increased awareness can make a difference. When we have community on board, that brings pressure on board to government to do the right thing, he said, and we know that these conservation actions do work. The Charles Darwin University and BirdLife Australia report does document successes in protecting endangered birds, the hope being that these tweets go viral. More species could be saved. Um... Okay, um, I know this is NPR, but I don't think it was written very well in, in regards to the title. Um, maybe a little bit of clipbait. Um, so, oh, it says ahead of Taylor Swift, and then it just totally cuts off any uh, sort of music-related uh, topics on the subject. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good to at least document these sounds in case they do go extinct and everything. But, um, the album, is it an actual music album? It says he's a musician. And I, and I don't, it's not that hard to sample uh, birds. Uh, you know, everything I've sampled here for the soundboard is basically something I've sampled from weird-ass videos and stuff like that, and now I just play them back for you. What? Or, I like that. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. So, it's just stuff like that. Um, it's not that hard to sample things. It's really probably one of the easiest things that you probably can do in regards to recording and shit. Um, songs written... How is this, like, on the top 50 albums chart, though? That's the surprise I want to know. Um, who's listening to this? Like, I want to listen to some birds right now. I, oh, it's in Australia. Oh, mate, I'm going to listen to some bards. I'll tell you. Tell you what, the dangas over there. I'll tell you what. I, I don't know if I can do Austra Australian. I need to work on impressions. I think if I work on impressions more, I could be, um, really good at impressions. And, uh, I think Orno Accents is the one. I'm Australian. Uh, hello. Hello, mate. And stuff like that. So, if you're listening to Birds, please listen to Sweezy's uh, Ride or Die Volume 2 out wherever you are streaming music. Um, yeah. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So, um, yeah, I guess, I guess, I mean, I guess sales do go to bird conservation. Maybe that's the, why it's selling so well. People are like, I want to say birds here. Buy the album. I'm not listening to this shit, but I will give you the money for it. At least you're giving me a product or whatever the fuck. Last article we do have today. Game developer hasn't left home in 10 years from In The Know. Uh, gonna be a lot of Japanese words here, so folks, buckle in. I'm gonna be saying a lot of things wrong, and if you know Japanese, you're gonna, your eyes are gonna roll so far into the back of your head. I'm just giving you that warning now. Nido Soji is the internet's favorite hikikomori. The video game developer hasn't left his apartment in 10 years. In Japan, there are roughly 1 million people who identify as hikikomori, people who isolate at home for at least six consecutive months. 
hikikomori don't travel to school or work or interact with others outside of their family. Soji became a hikikomori in part uh, by circumstance and in part by choice when Soji couldn't get a job after college or become a novelist like he had dreamed, he went to his hometown to live alone in his aunt's apartment. I had no friends in my hometown and felt rushed to become financially independent as soon as possible. Feeling ashamed to go outside, so I became hikikomori, uh, Soji told Kyoto News. Um, so... I don't know what games he develops. That would be nice. Is he making real games or is he just doing that? And also, so I know there's one thing, like you need to go outside to get vitamin D because honestly, there's no, besides getting sunlight, like from what you hear, if you talk to a doctor or whatever, or and someone who knows what they're talking about, um, you know, I usually do know what I'm talking about, but I'm telling you, you should probably speak to an expert on uh, vitamin D or something like that. They would tell you, there's not really any good substitutes out there for vitamin D out there because because it's just so naturally sunlight's just so natural. Like I guess they are our supplements, but apparently they're not that fun. So that's like the weird thing that would happen. Like uh, if you want to live in a cave like that, you'd probably have some vitamin D problems and stuff like that. And that's something I heard. I don't, don't don't ask me to. Uh, to go any further, so it's weird, but I always think, like, don't you have to go out of your house sometimes? Like, I know food can be delivered now, even groceries and stuff like that, but, uh, like, you gotta go outside for some things, right? Isn't... I wish this article would've called in the know. I wish they would've given more in-the-know information. Anna, what the hell going on with this dude's life and i kind of kind of interested in the hikikomori and maybe i will look into that a little bit more but for now it's leaving me with more questions and answers and i don't know if that's a good idea or not but we'll we'll see did you know that 40 percent of the food in the u.s goes uneaten I did, and I don't think that is very cash money considering $218 billion is the exact dollar amount being thrown away. But now, I know you're asking yourself, what can I do to help? Well, today's sponsor, Imperfect Foods, is here to solve that problem. Imperfect Foods is helping to prevent food waste, and so far, their customers have saved 139 million pounds of food. They're affordable and convenient, making sustainability more accessible. What I love most is that they meet a lot of different dietary needs. In moments I'm stingy with my diet, I always go full throttle on a low-carb diet. They can even hook you up if you're vegan or vegetarian as well. Here's the best part. When you sign up using the link in the description, you get an $80 credit. Holy guacamole from the avocados you can get from Imperfect Food. That is an incredible deal that you should be taking advantage of. So sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Help stop food waste and get an $80 credit. Remember, when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. You all know that I'm built different, but I bet you are coming to me to learn how to be built different as well. The only way to be built different is to get yourself some supplements from today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. 
FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So I haven't done one of these segments in a while, so I thought it was about time we do one of these segments again. Uh, let's return to our deep thoughts. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking um, for those of you who don't know what deep thoughts are, deep thoughts are just thoughts that could be considered deep at times. Uh, oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. Uh, the deep thought I had this week. Um, so, could blind people be better at music than visioned people? Is vision, is that the proper term? Is it vision people? Is that the proper term? Um, because I was thinking about this, um, um, this thought, because, you know, you have Stevie Wonder. He's talented. Ray Charles was pretty talented, too. Terrible guy, but, uh, pretty talented. Man, I'm burping non-stop today. That Diet Coke finally took in charge of my health. Um, but no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing because, um, obviously in regards to like sight reading, that's out the window. You don't know anything about that. But uh, in regards to like hearing something and being able to perform, because aren't your senses like heightened? I think I got this thought thinking about Daredevil and how he's blind, but then all his other senses are heightened, how he can like hear when someone is lying or hear someone's heartbeat or hear people who's like, you know, and then I'm like, well... Couldn't that be used for music, too? Now, like, singing, I think, Arlie, A-U-R-A-L, uh, yes, it would definitely be a benefit to you in regards to matching pitch and everything, because I think those sentences should be heightened, um, assuming, I would assume, like, your brain power was able to match pitch and everything like that, and everything that goes involved with that, but, uh, also, though, um, I mean, but I mean, instruments are a little bit different. I think piano could be a bit easier because there's shapes too. I feel like guitar would be a bit guitar, bass, and uh, violin and stuff like that could be a little. But I don't know. You could you can learn through that. I assume because um, with the guitar, a lot of times uh, you're kind of doing a mix of like if you're looking at music or whatever, you're doing a mix of looking at the music, looking at your instrument all at the same time. Uh, other things that's like you just you just know where your buttons are via your fingers and stuff like that. Um and then don't get me started on the trumpet. Three three little knobs, but somehow can play a whole scale? I don't think so. I don't think so. Trumpet's a myth. Let's just be honest there. Um but no, that's that's a that's a very big deep thought. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking in regards to uh can't are are blind people better at music i don't know that's a that's a just a just a thought 
a deep thought. I should be like MatPat. That's just a thought. A deep thought. Oh. Uh, anyways, though. Oh, here's a weird update I have on my life. I just, um, just learned so. My pee lately has been an awfully weird color lime green, which it's not a color I'm, uh, quite aware of pee can be. I just recently learned pee can be lime green. Either I'm in just, uh, maybe I just noticed it, or because you know, like when your pee is like darker, and especially when it's brown or red, that's blood. Darker is just more, just general ways or whatever. But then it's clear, like you're drinking a lot of water, light yellow. You know, apparently those are good pee colors. But uh, but lime green is a bit different. It's a bit different of a color uh, to be to be having. Um, so I did a Google search, like, like all people these days, if you have medical problems, the first thing you should do is Google your answers. Why do you think COVID is still around? Why do you think that, uh, medical doc, what do you think medical doctors do? You know, like if you, if you go to the doctor and you have a problem, all they're doing is Googling it. They're not, they're not they didn't go to school for like a decade to learn about it, to diagnose you with a problem. All they're doing is you, they tell you, you tell them your problems, they Google it, and then they figure out, they Google the medication they need to give you and get you a prescription. That's all doctors are for. I mean, I have, do you, doc, ask a doctor, all they do is just Google your problems. They don't actually, they don't actually know. They just Google your problems. Go on might even not even Google it. They may just use WebMD. If the budget's low, they don't have a Google budget at the office. All they do, all they do is just go on WebMD. Like, uh, yeah, my pee is lime green. Sounds like you have cancer. Um, I also don't know the full answer of my problem. So, um, mainly. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Um, but, uh, from, from the, the five second Google search I did, and didn't look that far into. Um, I think it might have said food coloring was the problem, which I have been drinking a lot of Diet Coke lately. Um, so that could be a big problem. Uh, and I do, and I'm really bad because, like you know, I try to make sure I drink a good amount of water, but uh, throughout the day I'm always like doing like something with caffeine in it, and then at night I'm like. Well, better get all my water in, and then I try to sleep, and have to pee, like, every 30 minutes, so, um, I know what you're thinking. Congratulations, you played yourself. And if you don't know. What? So, uh, yeah. Um, so, that's, that's a weird thing with me. Um, so, I don't know, in, slash, I didn't know, that food coloring can affect your pee. I always thought it was just your poop. Maybe if it's, like, a liquid, maybe that's why it would affect your pee. But I do know it'll affect your poop. So, um, I, I remember this one. This reminded me of a good story of when I was a child, when I was a boy, as Kingpin would say, <laughs> when I was a boy, back to this daredevil shit. When I was a boy, um, they had this Blue's Clues applesauce. I remember it was blue, it was blue applesauce. Um, and I know some, some of you scientists are out there thinking all the scientists listening to the show, um, how, if apples, you know, the skin's red or green, insides are kind of like, 
white, slightly yellow, white. And then when you say slightly yellow with food, it's like, uh, is that pee? No, it's like, I would say white, slightly, slightly yellow, white. Maybe a cream color is what the inside of an apple looks like. And maybe, and then you get to applesauce, and they add, like, cinnamon to it. You mix that together. It gets a little bit, it's like a light brown. Um, so, so all the scientists are out there thinking, huh, if that's the color of an inside of an apple, and you make applesauce, how do they make blue applesauce? Well, I'll tell you, folks. Um, it's not that big of a secret. You could probably probably quickly google search this they put blue food coloring in the applesauce and called it blues clues applesauce and sold it to try to get kids to eat applesauce and i don't even know if applesauce is healthy it sounds like it could be healthy but i'm pretty sure they're adding adding sugar and stuff to it so i don't know and then apples are already kind of sugary but they're also like fruits so they have good nutrients to it um is applesauce actually healthy that's a good question because in my mind as an adult, because I'm all about the low-carb diets, as you see uh, with my two chins here, uh, that we as, I mean, like, that sugar sugar is bad, carbs are bad, um, but then, like, we eat fruits and it's not bad, I don't know, you know, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird life, and uh, they were like, how do we get to sell applesauce to kids? I have an idea. We will put blue food coloring in it and uh, license it with Blue's Clues. And so that that's one topic. Um, we can also say um, what other what other terms can we say uh, in regards to that? And it's like saying uh, is apple cider hard apple cider is that healthy for you? And I will also say to that, no, it's not. It is not healthy for you. Um, most alcohol, um, you can diet and drink some alcohol, like maybe a little bit, but you can't be a drunk and be on a diet. It's very hard. Some guys are very skinny, but I'm assuming they're skipping food to, to keep up with their drinking and uh, respect them. But my favorite part about getting drunk is, uh, eating a lot of food along with it. That's, that's my, that's my chan, that's my vibe. And Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. And, uh, maybe also. This is the type of guy you get. So, um, yeah, so, um, Blue's Clues Applesauce, it's very famous for, uh, food coloring. Another one would be Blue Powerade, specifically Blue Powerade, <laughs> From McDonald's. Now, some McDonald's do this, some don't. And I gotta say, uh, if you're playing shows, I'm telling you right now, as a musician or whatever, when you're playing shows, you, you know, you, you obviously need to drink water along, you know, when you're, if you're singing at least. And it's not a bad thing if you're just an instrumentalist too, but uh, it's great. And then afterwards, you drink like a Gatorade or something like that. It's great too. And then you go to McDonald's, get Powerade and some food, you know re-energize with all those calories you burned um also great when you're drunk and uh you are hungry when you're drunk and you just go to mcdonald's get a powerade too helps you with your hangover helps with recovery uh if you have to do if you drink enough every day 
Um, your body's just used to it at that point. That's just life. That's that's the way it is. But yeah, but and oh, so speaking of which, uh, so Blue's Clues applesauce that made my poop blue as a kid. I remembered, but Blue Powerade from McDonald's would make my poop green. So that that was also a weird thing um, because I would assume your poop would match the color of the food coloring, like the Blue's Clues applesauce. But it's not necessarily, because apparently there was blue food coloring in the Blue Powerade from McDonald's. Um, so, life is not fair, um, or Grandma would say... Uh, that's my hole. That, that's where it spits. That's not what Grandma said. Grandma said... Man proposes and God disposes. So, I think that's all I have to say on uh, food coloring and... In your pee and poo. Um, also, if you actually know anything about food coloring and pee or what the lime green color of your pee means, you should let me know. Please and thank you. That's something I would really like to know. So, okay, this is a good one. Um, so, we're back on Tiger King. That's a subject this show will be going on forever with. We go into all the details of everything that has ever happened with anyone in Tiger King. And, uh... Until they all die, probably. Um, I think they have reached... They're, they're really milking this thing. They're milking uh, everything they can get out of Tiger The first season, it was just a good documentary. Now they're like, we need to get as much money as we possibly can. Like, these... Like, almost all of them are on Cameo. So, Cameo, for those of you who don't know, um, is a great place to get Republican leaders or people who are notably Republican to say whatever the fuck you want them to say. That's a great thing. Um, so uh, we went over this Tiger King season two or Tiger King two and how it was like a sad cash grab. Um, but so that one was sad. That one was not very good. This one was about Doc Antle. Uh, if you don't remember Doc Antle, uh, he was the guy with the ponytail who was very poly, more poly than Joe Exotic. And, uh, he, um, he does not look like a guy who can pull a lot of women. But, uh, luckily, since this is called the Doc Antle story, we, first year can, we, they went over all, all things Doc Antle, and, uh, very interesting stuff. They went over kind of more interesting, um, the very bad, this, all these tiger people are bad. Like, even the one, even the good ones are bad, the, like, was it uh, what's her fuck's her name? Carol, Carol fucking Baskin. Uh, she's also, I mean, she tries to be like an animal sanctuary, and it, it's just as bad as the rest of them. Like, he's still putting tigers in cages, um, and they're all out of their mind, which you have to be to be like, this is my pet, my pet tiger, uh, and shit like that. So, um, but, like, I remember from the first season, like, Doc Antle seemed like the most normal out of all of them, which is a stretch saying the most normal out of all these people, um, because he is also fucking crazy. Um, so, like, to recap Doc, everything I have on him, he was born Kevin Antle. His, name, his real name's Kevin. Uh, and then he changed his name, or he got his name changed to... Muhammad Yavi Bhagavan Antle. Uh, he's like a big animal handler. He's done like worked on some movies, uh, notably like Doctor Doolittle, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. 
a bunch of other films as well. Those are the only two I believe I know of and like. Um, you know, like I mentioned already, he's he's poly, living that poly lifestyle, um, which some people, real poly people, could be like, this is a harem. But uh, he says he's poly, and uh, are we going to uh, shame him? Probably, I don't know. I'm going to more on this, more, more on this going on. Um, so he, one of those poly people. Uh, so, but you also know in the original Tiger King, he was uh, basically there to help with the origin story of Joe Exotic. I feel like that was more of the. It mainly was just the origin and the story, the story of Joe Exotic that eventually led him to jail. But, uh, like, he was just kind of there, like, he, Joe worked with him, and now, um, now, now, though. And he's also, like, a very well-spoken person, so, which, that's what fools a lot of people. He's, like, a very well-spoken guy, and, uh, that makes you wonder, like, oh, he's not, because Joe's like, I'm Joe Exotic, I'm broke as fuck, I'm gay, I don't give a fuck, I love guns, and, you know, he's, like, an Oklahoma, Texas kind of guy. And, uh, talk asshole just talks like a normal, very, he's very good talking, which, like, 100% makes you believe that he gaslights people, which we'll get into. Um, so he, he was originally just like a douchebag, which in this cult I learned called Yogaville, or the Yogaville movement, which I could probably, and he probably needs to find like a documentary in that, I could probably go over, maybe next week, maybe next week I'll go over Yogaville. Um, uh, so, and it's basically a bunch of hippie bullshit by this, uh, by this, I don't, I don't know his race. So I'm just gonna say this brown guy. You, you pick where he's from. Swami Satchitanada Saraswati. Um, and he's the one who gave, uh, yeah, Doc Antle the name, or Kevin, Dr. Kevin Antle, Mahamiyav Bhagavan name, or whatever how you say it. Um, and then he goes by Doc because he apparently tells people he has a, a PhD in zoology. Apparently he doesn't. He just paid someone in China to give him a PhD, which that's how that works, right? Uh, <laughs> that's how that's how it works. Um, so yeah, and oh yeah, and I looked up like Yogaville, just like did a quick Wikipedia search. Only two notable people from Yogaville. Rivers Cuomo from Weezer, and uh, obviously Doc Antle. Those are the only two notable people that were a part of Yogaville, which is like a big virgin and a poly guy. So, um... This is the type of guy you get. Um, yeah, um... So... So, if you've ever looked at this guy, uh, it's insane to think about, like, what he looks like right now in 2022... Or over since 2020, you know, uh, this guy, and you're like, how the fuck is this guy landing so many babes? Um, but luckily this documentary is nice enough to explain that to everyone. Um, he was a stud in his younger days. You can say that, uh, the long hair, uh, you know, the facial hair, it all worked for him back then. He wasn't, he didn't have my body like I do now. I try to make my body work, um, the way he, he does not make our body, like, our style of bodies work with how he dresses now, because there's a lot of cargo shorts and, uh, just guts, like, 
and then he's riding elephants and shit. I'm like, he looks like a complete dork. Back then, he did not look like a complete dork. He kind of had, he had, he could pull. He was a young, he was a young buck. He was a young, he was a young buck back in the day. Um, yeah, it's just the way he looks now. He just looks insane. You're like, what? Uh, or, oh, sorry. What? <laughs> um, it's just so, well, much worse. But also another thing he has, so, he looks he looks good, but that doesn't mean you can pull babes just because you look good. Uh, how we'd pull chicks would be like, you want to pet my tiger? Which, that's a great way to pull chicks. Even though, like, oh, no, but then they see the tiger. And they're like, maybe you can, don't worry, he's safe. I drugged him up. He's just a little loopy, like, mm, right now. He won't bite you because he does not have that energy. He's uh He's pretty faded right now. This tiger is pretty faded. So you want to go pet my tiger? Sure, Doc Antle. Um, so, yeah, so that's how he kind of uses it. So not a bag, bad, bag, bad. Uh, not a bad way to try to pick up chicks. Um, but uh, it's it's there's a way uh, with them. Uh, he they, it's, He likes younger women. Which, you know, Leo likes younger women, but he's like, um, only, like, we're making sure they're legal in the, once they're 25, like, you gotta find a new career, ladies. Like, like, you, you don't have a good personality, you're just hot. Like, you don't have talent, you're just hot. So, like, once you turn 25, like, you're, it's like, it's something wrong with looking good like that. But if you don't have, like, a talent, don't know how to monetize it, you date older guys, and then turn 25 or 30, and then you're out of there. Um, and uh, he's, uh, that's just how it works, folks. I'm not, I don't make the rules. I'm 28. Um, why are you booing me? I'm right. Uh, but he specifically wants these girls to look 12. Like, he goes after, like, 15-year-old and shit like that. 12 is a weird age. Because they're not necessarily kids. They don't look like kids, but they don't look like adults either. Like, you know, some people get into this argument that, uh, like, there's not much of a appearance difference between 16 and 18, but 18's legal. But, like, okay, we're not getting into that. 12, there's a big difference between 12 and 18, okay? And it's just weird that you want them to look 12. They don't look like children, but they're not adults. They don't look like adults either. That's weird. And, uh, yeah, he's, like, 100% grooming Hollies. And typically in grooming, grooming situation, uh, you can groom anyone from any age, specifically. Um, and technically grooming is not illegal. It's just frowned upon because you groom them until they turn 18. But he 100% groom them. And you want younger because they're easier to manipulate and control. And that's grooming 101. Um, I just know that I don't do it. Like I said, youngest I'll go is 21 because I like going to bars and drinking. That's, that's my fun. That's what I like to do for fun. Um, and so, yeah, so he's like a hundred percent like grooming women and it's, uh, and it's weird considering how like young they are. And he's like, I want you to look 12. So starve yourself to make yourself look 12. Um, and I know what we're all thinking right now. What? Exactly. <laughs> um, oh yeah. And then uh, I think there's like, it's only like three episodes in this thing. So like the last episode, um, they, first they go over his harem and, or, and then now they're going over how his friend Mark, uh, accidentally slipped and fell 
off the side of a cliff. Um, first of all, that's rough, buddy. And, uh, yeah, I don't think that's how that works. Um, he slipped and fell off the side of a cliff. Uh, whoopsie. Um, um, so yeah, they, like, they go over a little bit more of how, like, they kind of build up to it, obviously. It's a documentary. You gotta build up to this shit. Um, but no, 100% Doc killed that guy. Um, considering he and him were, like, selling drugs together, which, they even made a point, like, Doc comes from, like, a wealthy family. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, when you come from a wealthy family, isn't, I don't know why you're selling drugs. Um, maybe you got a good down payment on the drugs for you to sell. Um, and apparently Doc owed Mark money. Uh, so, 100% sure Doc killed him. And they, like, they go over, like, the stories, like, of, like, people who were, like, first-hand witnesses. And it was, like, this older guy, and, like, obviously, because this was, like, in 89, I think, when it happened. And then there was, like, this young, maybe 20s, early 30s woman. And at first, you're, in, in my terrible minds, like, man, this guy's really into, you know... This guy dates women in their 30s, and then you're like, oh, this is his daughter. I'm like, I'm stupid. Um, Congratulations. You played yourself. Uh, so uh, that guy's actually a good guy because he actually stuck around, tried to like make sure he stayed alive with the ambulance and try to give his accounts with the cops and everything. And that's a whole weird situation. You may just have to watch it to get that whole uh, story. But think on the facts of that. Uh, Doc owed Mark money. Uh, he wanted to like get out of selling drugs and everything. Just kind of wanted to start over and leave this weird crime business, whatever Doc was doing with drugs and stuff like that. Um, and Mark had a ton of information on him. If, even if Mark didn't want, like, I'm not going to give away anything. I just want to leave and go off on my own. Um, yeah, it sounds like Doc killed the guy. Doc 100% killed him. Like, I, like... You could justify Carol Baskin not killing her husband, but Doc Antle definitely killed this guy. No one saw him. No one saw it, but Doc's like, he, he slipped and fell off the side of the cliff. Um, yep, that's what we're all thinking. What? So, yeah. Uh, this is, uh, so yeah, they, that's kind of how it's three episodes. And they end up kind of on a cliffhanger because it catches up with real uh, real-time events. Uh, so Doc is going through the legal system with a lot of animal abuse and animal trafficking. Nothing to do with him sleeping with underage women or stuff like that. It's nothing to do with that. It's all in regards to animal abuse and uh, animal trafficking. So what does it mean with our legal system? If you're white, what it means is uh, animals are more important than women, apparently. That's how this documentary ends. Um you can, you can, he can sleep with underage women as much as he want, but, uh, the moment he abuses animals is the problem, and I think both are wrong. I don't think he should abuse animals, and, uh, I definitely don't think he should abuse women or underage women. Uh, those are my thoughts, so this, uh, this documentary, uh, every time I think that these big cat people can't get any worse... Netflix comes out with another miniseries on this, and it's insane. It's pretty insane. When an enemy shoots at you, you pull out your Captain America shield. 
When Doc Ock attacks you on a bridge, you control the nanobots from your iron spider suit to control his arms. So why are you allowing all these websites to store your credit card information? The solution to that is today's sponsor, Privacy. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for any service with a free trial that requires a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using our link in the description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money that you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Anything can be delivered to you these days. Beds, bananas, bricks, and even boxes of beans. But what about alcohol? Yes, even alcohol can be delivered to you thanks to today's sponsor, Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allow drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So it's time for Ask Shweezy. For those of you who don't know or new to the show today, Ask Shweezy is the one-stop shop to learning the answers to all of world of the world's serious problems and from the only person who knows the answers to anything. So without further ado, as Philip would say, let's just jump into it. Um what do Americans say before eating? I am from Germany, and we say guten appetit, uh, translates to good appetite. What do Samaritan, that's what it says, or in general all English people say before eating something? Um, that's, that's a weird question. Uh, so I guess there's like a couple things we say, um, if you, if you're, if you're, if you pray before your meals, uh, there's a. Rub-a-dub-dub, let's get some grub. Uh, yay, God. Uh, that's one. You just generally say a prayer to bless your meal if you're on the Christian type. Other religions might do other things. I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know what they do. Um, um, all right, everyone, dig in. Dinner's ready. Uh, and there's Bon Appetit. That's, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, uh, let's get some grub. Uh, I'm just thinking of everything that comes to the top of my head in regards to what I, what I would say before food's ready or everyone, yeah, dig in's a popular one. Um, 
dig in. Everyone dig in. We got food here. Uh, line starts here. Um, I think those are, those are the only ones I can really think of. Um, guten Appetit. Uh, guten Appetit is, I guess that's one. I mean, food's ready. Um, go ahead and get yourself something to eat. And now I'm just, yeah, I'm just really just thinking about what's on the top of my head right now. Um, but I don't know if we have any specific thing. There's nothing universal, I guess, for, I guess you're talking about Americans. So, um, uh, I don't know, maybe other English-speaking countries do it. Oh, I might, we, we got some, put the grill on the bobby. Maybe that's one, maybe that's what uh, Australians do. Um, but I would say, yeah, in regards to us United Statesians, um, I don't think we all have a mutually agreed on, uh, sentiment that we do say before or dinner time. I think that we all just, uh, we go over, uh, I think we just, uh, all say different things, something, uh, close to dig in or come get some food, uh, dinner's ready, I don't think we have any any specific thing. Good appetite. I don't think none of us say good appetite. That's um, that's just how we that's how we do it. Uh, and that's how we do it. Um, this is the type of guy you get. I know what I like to say. Let's go full throttle. That's what I say before dinner. Let's go full throttle. Uh, or uh, if there's plenty of food to go around, I would be like, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So because there's plenty of food to go around, so you don't have to worry about that necessarily so uh, i mean there's many things i would just say in general uh great little rates you can get online go to the general save some time um yeah so i don't think we have anything specifically that we do say but uh, uh you can say anything in the united states we're a free country this is this is where freedom rings and uh anything is possible in the united states i guess so don't be stingy. I guess that'll be, that's the main thing. What, what I say, what, what my answer will be uh, uh, if dinner's ready. Let's go full throttle. So, so yeah, I guess that answers your question. Uh, and let's move on. How can you be religious in these modern times? Hello, my religious fellow uh, man. As an atheist, I find myself sometimes in situations where I envy you for the fact that you believe in a higher power or powers. I've been to a Protestant elementary school when I was a kid, but even there, the idea of God was just a metaphor. But here's the question. How can you believe in higher power with all the scientific knowledge we have and are still discovering? First of all, I am not a religious person. Uh, I just grew up there. Um, so why, I guess, why, how people could believe after science? Um, this, is the, this is something I do argue with. Everyone who, you know, who some people will be like, God exists, God is out there, like, there's 100% positive God exists. But then it's like, you can't prove that. Like, you can't prove God exists. Um, but then there's people who are like, there is no God. It's proven that no God exists. I'm like, no, you can't prove. To me, I guess the idea of, like, does God exist? Like, you can prove he exists, and you can disprove he exists, but... Um, to say prove, you have to be a hundred percent certain on something. And the, even people who like very devout, good people who are like, I believe in God and everything he does. You're not a hundred, 
you can't be 100% positive. Uh, there, there a lot of factors until you can be 100% positive if or not. And when they say not. So I feel like everyone, so, so I always feel like it's weird when you go one or another, be like, well, and then, I mean, I know a lot of religious people are like, what's well, in regards to faith? You know, faith can move mountains. So it, it's just stuff like that. So, um, uh, in regards to the, how people can believe in it, even though that's not like a hundred percent of a certainty is a good question. I would say, um, you know, um, I mean, even things in the Bible, like you can prove, like there's a lot of proof that at least someone named Jesus existed. Uh, I mean, I think there's proof that a man named Paul existed and wrote these letters or whatever, or maybe there were something like that to all these people in the Bible and stuff like that. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, some history in the Bible that can be proven. Some of it's not like old, a lot of old Testament stuff is not, you cannot prove that shit. So, um, uh, it's like Moses and all that stuff. There's no actual proof, but doesn't it sound like Jews would be lost in a desert for 40 years? And could you imagine how much complaining there would be? Regards that sounds, that sounds a hundred percent true. Like, well, Jews could be lost in the, in the desert for a hundred years. Um, I don't know how, you, I don't know how that would, I, I really, that actually makes no sense at all. Cause at some point, if you, if you don't turn around, if you look at like where that desert was, if you don't, if you just go one way, you're bound to reach like water, like the ocean or something like that. So say like, uh, like wherever I'm at, like if you're in the Midwest or whatever, uh, you like, say I find a compass and I just go South. Uh, eventually I would either reach, uh, like maybe the Gulf of Mexico or is that, is that the, is it the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, I'll just say the Gulf. I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh, you'd either reach the Gulf, uh, Mexico, or and you keep going to South from there, you may reach South America, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole mess. So it's a whole mess. So, um, how they got in this, if you look at the map, it's really weird how they got lost. Anyways, though, uh, besides your point, a lot of it's, you know, if you go with that, sometimes it's just believing, um, and sometimes you have otherworldly things happen to you that you can't explain and it's just weird. So it's hard, it's hard to, and it's always like people's experiences in life because like everyone's experience in life is all so different too. So it's hard to like, you know, kind of narrow it down and stuff like that. So needless to say, um, everyone's a little bit different and everyone's view of the world's a little bit different. So, um, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. I think that's going to be my, that's the easiest answer I have for you. Um, next question that I only poop once a week. I've been like this for years and I'm too afraid to bring it up to my doctor. I will literally only poop like once a week. Sometimes I'll even go once every week and a half. When I finally, it'll be poop. Not, it's not painful or hard and it's not a lot of poop. Hmm. That's weird. Um, cause I hear about people like, yeah, I only poop like once a week or once every two weeks or stuff like that. Um, so I think from what I do know about it, the subject, um, is like, uh, too, and I'm too afraid to bring it up to my doctor. I, hopefully I say, it sounds like you're going to the doctor. So hopefully they're doing lab tests on you, like checking your blood and everything. 
Well, hopefully, if, they, if there is a problem, that we'll find something. Uh, but um, you know, everything else, though, like that, and it doesn't. Sound, if they are doing that, they haven't found a problem. It's probably not that big of a deal. Um, from what I hear about situations like this, though, um, from my genius intellect, because I'm the smartest person probably half of you know, to be honest with you, um, from from what I know, is that if uh, if you don't, I mean, if you're only if you're pooping like that. But you're not experiencing any pain or anything like that. Um, it's probably not a big deal. There's a, there's more people I'm hearing about all the time. Do that. I know a guy in college. You know, he's still a friend, but uh, I haven't talked to him since college. I don't think, or seen him since college. I know we've talked, um, but uh, but or what? Uh, <laughs> um, what I would say though um, is like I think he told me like his doctor was kind of concerned about it too. So they put him on these like super heavy, uh, like laxatives or pills and stuff like that. So, like basically try to force him to, and it was it's almost more painful to do that for him than it was for him to actually uh, just live normally. So, um, the only real thing I've ever heard in regards to that of actually like is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Yada, yada, yada. Or is there a problem here? Cause I think majority of people, we poop every day. I poop probably too many times. I poop two or three times a day. I'm one of those people. I feel like that's a fat guy thing. Um, but then you meet some people who only poop once a day, just one big dump in the morning. They're good at that. Sounds like the best situation. You just get your one morning dump and the rest of the day is on your side. Then sometimes you get diarrhea like I do. Uh, and, uh, if you're traveling, uh, a lot, you, there's different bacteria in water, all, all things have bacteria in it, but water is different everywhere. So then your body's like, uh Oh, time to make diarrhea. So you do that. Maybe sometimes you eat Arby's and, uh, you have the worst, you had the worst diarrhea of your life in Colorado in 2016. Uh, that's my experience. So, um, the real moral of this story, I would say is that if, unless the any pain if, and you feel fine, um, it's okay to have irregular poops. I think it's fine. Um, and maybe get some lab work done at your doctor, but, uh, in regards to that though. So, um, yeah, I, w I would say regularly, like, unless you're experiencing any pain in regards to that, like you feel constipated all the time, but it doesn't sound like you do. And the weird, I honestly think the weird thing is you just have normal sized poops. Like, I hear people, I'm like, yeah, I take, like, I have, like, a two or three logs come out. One time I had two logs come out. Like, two different poops come out. That was a weird day. That was a very weird day. But anyways, though, um, what I will say to your situation is, yeah, since it doesn't sound like you have any sort of pain in regards to that, I would say just don't worry about it. Just be like, this is normal for me. Um, I don't, doesn't sound, unless your doctor says you have some weird health problem. That's all I gotta say. Um it's not painful or hard. Okay. So yeah, it doesn't sound like you have, I would say, don't worry about it. Everybody poops and we, everybody poops a little bit differently. Um, that's the way it is. Next question. Why, what do guys get out of sending random dick pics by random? I mean, unsolicited or what's the end game? What do they expect will happen? Okay. I have, I have a thought to this. I have a thought. Um, so I'm assuming it's just the picture of the dick. I'm assuming it's hard. 
if you really, I feel like a flaccid penis pic being sent out is very, um, not my branding. You, dick pics aren't my branding either. I don't, I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. Never, never been asked for one. It's one of those things. I don't feel like. I don't feel like I want to send her this. Um, it's one of, and I've never been asked. So that's my life. Um, what I think, I think I have this idea. It's just a difference in how the male brain works, and how the woman's brain, a, a female, works. Um, as a Benjamin Shapiro would say. So, in if what a so when a woman, when a man asks a guy to send a sexy photo, a woman's not going to send a nude. They're going to be like cover her tits subtly, be like a tasteful nude or whatever, you know. You know what I'm trying to say here. But what a real man wants is to see you naked. They want to see, they want to see the boobs. They want to see the VJJ and everything like that. Um, that's what they, that's what a man means when they ask for that. But for a woman, when, when she, she asks a guy for a sexy pic, that's kind of what she wants, like a very subtle, very sexy photo, like, not a nude, but like a very, something that feels sexy or whatever. Um, but so in a man's mind, when a woman wants a picture of a guy or something sexy, he thinks they want the penis because that's how sex works, penis and the vagina. And so that's how you think what women like. But I don't think women really do like penises like that. So that's the, that's the weird end game on that. So in men's mind... Um, cause they, th cause they're thinking like, what would I want to receive? And they want to reciprocate that feeling back to a woman. Um, like if you, if a woman sent an unsolicited nude to a man, it'd be the best thing ever. So that's how a man's mind thinks in regards to sending all that back. But it doesn't work that way. Women aren't that into the penis. Um, you know how men aren't that into penises? Women aren't that into it either. That's just, um... That's just the way it is, and... This is the type of guy you get. So, so we have to understand, men, I'm talking to the men right now, um, what we would like a woman to send to us is not necessarily what a woman uh, would want sent to them. And I feel like it's a fact. And we've, we've discussed on this show many times that being attracted to men is a mental illness. And I know a lot of women are attracted to men, that's a mental illness. I personally like women, but I would have to date a, you know, a mental illness woman who is attracted to men. It's unfortunate. It's the unfortunate situation I'm in, but that's the cards I've been dealt with, folks. So I'm sorry. I can't be perfect. So, um, so ladies, I hope that that makes sense because, um, in a man's mind, uh, for you to send something sexy that's unsolicited would be nudes, and actual nudes, not you covering it up or whatever that shit is. Uh, don't do that. Just send the straight nudes. That's what they'd like. Um, so that's why they would send a dick pic, because in, in a man's mind, that's what they would like from a woman, the similar situation from a woman to be sent to them, but women don't necessarily like dick pics, especially not pictures of Dick Cheney, from what I've been told. <laughs> I like to send pictures of Dick Cheney. I'm like, here's a dick pic. Um... So yeah, that's what I think. That's what one thinks. And uh, end game. We're talking about end game here. Uh, the end game here is thinking like, I want that dick inside me. That's the end game. The guy thinks is gonna happen. So I hope that.
So it's a lot of debate from the smartest person you know. Um, but we sometimes we have to move forward from there. Next question I have. I just don't understand the influencer culture. I guess this is a question. As I've been traveling, I've seen a lot of influencer stuff. More times that than not, they are rapid shooting pictures and then moving on. I was on top of a mountain in Lake Como watching the absolute sunset I've seen in my life. I look over and this girl and guy run over and start taking pictures like no tomorrow. Not once stopping to look at the sunset. I just don't get how people spend their day doing this. Is it a hobby? I'm just very confused. First off, I know why they're trying they're trying to get that photo fast. You're in the sunset, that's called golden hour, where the sun is in a perfect position where the sunlight is perfect and the lighting is perfect. The na its natural lighting is perfect, and that's why they wanted that photo. So that's why they wanted the photo as fast as possible. Um, in regards to your actual question, influencer culture, so um, it's something I notice. So I, you know, this is a talk. I mean, this is a talk show. This is, I mean, podcasting is kind of like radio shows where we just talk, and uh, it's just a little bit more convenient than radio. It's like radio, it's like, a shittier version of radio shows is what podcasting is. And, and it's not like that. But I also do music and stuff like that, so it requires talent. And I would not say I'm the most talented man on earth, but I, I would say I've at least practiced. So whatever talent you do think I have is from practice. And what I'll say, though, is everyone, I think more people now than ever, or maybe it's always been forever, people want to be famous. And the thing is... The people who typically do get famous have a talent, and so that kind of evens everything out. But with social media and stuff like that, and TikTok and stuff like that, people, it's different. You can get famous and not have any talent. And like, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm hot, so I'm going to take pictures on Instagram, and now I'm an influencer, or I'm going to lip sync to the song, but I'm hot, so I hope you enjoy this. And so it's, it's stuff like that. So um, influencers are people who want to be famous or are trying to be famous, but at the same time, they have zero talent. And so if they have zero talent, what that means is um, uh, people who, you know, are wanting to be famous for at least, you know, their music or their acting or other comedy and stuff like that, um, you see them as just fucking idiots. And, <laughs> and that's that's how, that's really all that is. It's just... Uh, You've seen people wanting to be famous so desperately, but they have zero talents. And so that's kind of what influencer culture is, um, you know. And so they don't necessarily, you know, some people like sunsets. I like sunsets more than sunrises, I'll tell you that. I'm like, fuck sunrises. Um, uh, but, you know, and I think they're just trying to get pictures because they want to be famous. They'd rather be famous than watch that sunset. It's just, you know, enjoying enjoying the world or whatever's coming with it, so... Uh, how people doing that. It's not necessarily, I, I guess it's somewhat of a hobby, but it's more or less people, you know, like I said, it's just people want to be famous, but they don't have talent. And that's what influencer culture is. That's all it is. It is people who want to be famous, but they don't have talent. And uh, that's why, you know, there's a lot of good people on Cameo, but that's, that's a lot of people with no talent on Cameo. So <laughs> if you want to meet Cameo, a lot of people, if you're, if you're, dancing and if you're doing half-assed dances that isn't really actual dancing on tiktok and lip singing or lip singing to songs or whatever uh in not a funny way you don't have talent 
So, uh, yeah. So, uh, to sum it up, influencer culture is people who want to be famous who don't have any talent. Sum it up. Okay, question six. Um, how many times can you wear the same clothes before it's considered dirty? I have this bad habit of putting clothes on my chair after I'm done wearing them, but I don't want to put it in the dirty bin just because I wore it once, or is that what I shouldn't be doing? So a lot of people have a lot of different philosophies. Um, I know a lot of people are like, you wear it once, it's dirty, and you don't wear it again. Yada, yada, stuff like that. Some people are really strong into that. Um, others are very much um, underwear and Socks, you only wear once. Um, you only wear one day. Uh, T-shirts, maybe twice, maybe, if you're lucky. Uh, jeans, you just do it whenever you do laundry. That's when you wash those. And some people have different rules for different pieces of clothing. Um, and uh, you do what you do. Um, but I feel like I'm more of a, you know, um, I'm more of a, sometimes I'll wear the same shirt until it smells bad, and then, you know, you change your underwear. Jeans are obviously jeans. We all know jeans. Um, I really think a solid rule that I think we should all agree with to at least the beginning of our agreement is that if it smells bad, don't rewear it. Uh, because smell is a good indicator that something needs to be washed. That's uh, that's one thing. But I feel like we all have our own different rules, like... Uh, I wore the same shirt for a whole week straight. I mean, did it smell bad? I don't know, but it could be smelling bad. It's it's such a weird thing. I really I really do think at the bare minimum we should all agree that uh, you shouldn't rewear like a piece of clothing if it smells really bad. That's a I feel like it's a mutual agreement we can all get behind that um, we don't rewear clothes um, if they smell bad. But uh, then you just kind of have to figure out. I know a lot of people are very, at least very strict on underwear and socks. Um, yeah, I agree with them. I think that's going to be a good quality content, a good quality to get behind. Um, obviously, pants are a different thing. Um, but I would say, you know, I feel like if shirts, if it doesn't smell awful, like you could rewear re that. It's no big deal. Maybe not the next day because people will think that's weird. Are you a cartoon character wearing the same shirt all the time? Like, Shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. Um, I think I made all my point there. I don't think I can move on. Let's just go to my last question uh, of the of the pod. How do I order this type of coffee? Okay. At home, I have a mocha pot. When I use it to make coffee, I fill the chamber to the top with water, but I only fill the coffee apart about two-thirds of the way, so it's not quite as strong as espresso. I work in an Italian store that has an espresso bar. I spoke to one of the people who worked at the bar, and they suggested an Americano. When the person made it for me, they pressed a button on the machine and let it let it fill the cup with coffee. It was delicious. However, the next two times I ordered an Americano, the other two people who made it didn't fill the cup all the way with coffee and added hot water to it. I did not like it this way. It tasted very much like watered-down coffee, and yet everywhere I checked online said this is a proper Americano. The last time I went, our owner was working the bar, and when I explained to him what I want, he said the first person that served me made it the proper way. The other two people who added water were wrong. Who is right? If I go to another coffee place, how do I request this kind of coffee drink? So this is very interesting. So um, when they said Americano, so um, the only way, I know a lot about coffee, FYI, 
uh, probably my favorite beverage, probably my favorite beverage. Um, that's, you know, not alcoholic. Alcohol beverages are a whole different thing. Um, when we get to, uh, when we get to Americano. So yeah, an Americano is a shot of espresso or an espresso shot. And then, uh, the rest is filled up with water. So the, the history behind an Americano is that people, uh, so when U S troops were kind of like in Italy and over in Europe, during, I believe it was World War II, could be World War I, but I believe it was World War II, um, they were so used to, you know, like, co- just coffee, straight coffee, and espresso was kind of too too intense, because it's, espresso is more of a, uh, so say you, you have 24, let's say 24 grams of coffee grounds, um, an espresso shot would be maybe like four ounces of 24 grams of coffee bean. I don't think 24 might be too much, FYI. So yeah, that's 24, that's 24 grams of coffee to four ounces of water. So it's a very concentrated little thing. Um, with coffee, you say you use 24 grams of coffee beans uh, that in like a 12-ounce cup. So it's 24 to 12 ounces of, or 200 grams maybe, of of water. So that's the mix there. So when you, so that's kind of one thing. So, uh, with the, that, so it's a very condensed form of coffee and then you add hot water to it. That makes an Americano. So they call it Americano because it's espresso with hot water added to it. So it's very concentrated coffee with water out to add to it to dilute it. And then that kind of makes an Americano. So it's kind of a, kind of an American form of espresso with hot water to it. It makes it more like a cup of coffee over a, uh, that with, um, so that's the Americano. So the other two people sound like they were making it correctly. From kind of what I say, um, he said he just filled it up the entire way with with coffee. So it sounds like, to me, um, he filled the entire cup up with espresso. So he filled you, like, the your entire cup with espresso, not with... Uh, not with water instead of that. So, um, I will say, so I'm going to say the other two coworkers, I think they made the, the correct form of Americano, but I think that guy, um, he may have given you a, he may have given you, is it double Americano where it's two, maybe two shots of espresso to, and then add some water on top of that, but it doesn't, he didn't say he added hot water to the top of it, so he may have just given you espresso, like a full cup of espresso instead of it, or just a cup of coffee. Maybe he just gave you a cup of coffee. <laughs> Maybe that's all he gave you. Um, so those are two things um, here. So maybe get a double shot of espresso. Um, maybe So maybe you would like that. Maybe just a regular cup of coffee. Maybe maybe that's what... Maybe I think that sounds kind of what he, you got. That does sound like what you got. You just got a double, maybe a double Americano is the word, maybe double, double espresso, because that's, I mean, that's what it sounds like to me, it sounds like he said he filled it the entire way with coffee, but the other two people put hot water with it, which is the proper way to make an Americano, so my only, my only thing I would say is I think he just gave you a 12 ounces of espresso, kind of, that kind of sounds like what they what he made for you, or, or double espresso, so, that's gonna be my opinion on it, I think the only thing you can really say is, uh, 
talk to the original person who made you that cup and see what you need to do to uh, make those changes in life. And, uh, yeah. And with all that being said, I think that's how we're going to end this episode of Cancel Sweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. So thank you all so much for checking out the show today. Like I always say, um, go follow me on social media. That's at the Sweezy. So go follow me. That gives you updates on whatever I do anything. You can always go check out my music on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, Deezer, YouTube, Amazon, wherever you are streaming your music these days. I'll be there for you, and uh, you can go check out my music. So you should be streaming that nonstop because you just fin- you're finishing this episode right now. So you now you have time to listen to me nonstop. You don't have anything and in any in other interests or any other artists or podcasters you listen to. It's just me. It's just me in your life. So. You know what you have to do. You know what rules you have to say. Um, if you want to financially support the show, go check me out and us out on Patreon. That is a great way to financially support us and say thank you for being a friend. And there's also a bunch of free shit you can do. Like I said, if you're on YouTube right now, uh, one thing I will suggest you do is uh, hit that like button on this episode. Smash the subscribe button, obviously. That way you get notified when we release new episodes and highlights and all that other stuff that we do as well. Uh, if you're watching a highlight or watch a highlight or watching this thing, leave a comment uh, for discussion because I would love uh, to hear what your discussions are or how much you fucking hate me. One of the two. I don't care. Um, uh, and obviously for the audio only listeners, what you can go ahead and do, make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to your podcast on. That way you're notified when I drop new episodes. We also have... Um, can also leave a review doesn't sound like much but it means the world and leave a five four three two one star rating as well so um without further ado that's how we're ending things today so we gotta end it the proper way the only way a podcast can be ended in these uncertain times so honk if you love butt drugs and uh stay awesome Believe it or not, Schweg isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much. Wherever you are listening or watching this show, make sure you smash that subscribe button that we can get notified anytime we release new episodes. And uh, like I said before, honk vila butt drugs and uh, stay awesome.